All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Next Generation People and Profits podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are chatting with my friend, Carrie Harris. And uh, Carrie is, uh, she now works for CS Athletic, a uh, uniform and apparel supplier. And I I don't want to talk too much on it because I don't want to introduce it incorrectly. Um, But Carrie and I actually met when Carrie owned a gym. So she has the dual perspective of being a gym owner as well as now working in the apparel industry. So with with that said, I'm going to let her do a much better job and let Carrie introduce herself. So Carrie, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Great. Thank you, Dan. Um, first of all, I'd like to say I appreciate the opportunity to get on here and talk and provide insight and information to other gym owners to help them not make the mistakes I did over the 22 years we've had a gym. Um, so I definitely appreciate that opportunity. I have been in the cheer, dance, and gymnastics industry, again, since 1999. So been at this a while. Uh, we don't offer cheer anymore at our facility, but we still do gymnastics, competitive dance, competitive um gymnastics uh as well as ninja and after school and things like that so i still loved the cheer industry and i didn't want to get out of it completely so i was offered the opportunity to work for the apparel company that i used to order from all the time and i jumped on that uh, so i could help other business owners save money and get a good quality product something i'm very passionate about still helping the business owners yeah absolutely so uh you said you owned your gym or you guys still own your gym Yes. So we still have our gym in central Texas. We just do not offer cheerleading anymore. Okay. Which totally get it. In fact, uh, definitely have known some owners over the years who've just gotten out of the, the all-star cheer or the cheerleading game and just focused on kind of what you're doing, classes, ninja, all that good stuff. Um, Absolutely. So you, you, but you, you love cheer so much that you had to stay in the industry. So you transitioned to apparel. Yes. So tell us what that was uh, my favorite part of cheer. <laughs> really? That was always my favorite part. I always did all the ordering and all of the designs and, and everything like that. So it was a, it was nice to be able to stay in the zone that I was comfortable with and that I loved. That was actually uh, my least favorite part or still, that is my least favorite <laughs> part. I should say not was it is um, <laughs> for good reason. It, it can be hectic. I, and also, I mean, Generally, my um, apparel choices are, do I want to wear a staff t-shirt or a staff tank top? Um, Do I want (laughs) to wear black sweats or gray sweats? Um, And when I'm at my full-time job, I wear a uniform, so I don't really have any choice there. Um, So yeah, I'm just not, I'm not a fashion dude. Uh, So when people are like, oh, this is, you need this and that, and it looks cute. I just want it to look athletic, and I want my girls to feel like, I want them to feel like they're beautiful. Uh, Absolutely. That's, that's like, that's my standard. I don't know anything else. So uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about um, what you do at CS and uh, how CS or how, how apparel in general can help business owners uh, be more profitable or, you know, build brand loyalty, those kind of things. Absolutely. So CS Athletic has been around for quite a long time. I've been ordering from them for at least 15 years. So they, and they were around before I was there. One of the main differences that I truly love as a, a rep for them, but also as a, a customer and a buyer of their products is that even though the factories are overseas, 
they're owned by an American who actually lives overseas with his factories. So we have access to our factories, two in China, one in the Philippines, and we're able to contact the factory directly, work with them directly so that we don't miss timelines or, you know, get things wrong. We can change things really quickly. We can move a lot faster. There's not a lot of red tape to go through to reach the actual production facility. So I appreciate that a lot. And it's always been something that was important to me to be able to do that uh, because it saves time, it saves money. And as a business owner, that's two things you don't have a lot of usually. Um, but that's one of the things that sets them apart from a lot of the other companies uh, that do apparel and nothing against any of the other companies, of course. Uh, but when you are outsourcing your stuff to other factories, you risk the the things happening that the sales rep can't control and can't help you with. So that's one of the things that I like to avoid and why I like working for CS. Um, but I yeah. do help a lot of my customers in the buying process as well. You know, as a gym owner, I can give them advice and stuff to help them save money and get less of a headache too. Yeah. I mean, what you're, what you're talking about is huge and you know, full transparency. We actually like my gym doesn't actually use CS. Although every year I'm like, I feel like I should give it a try. Um, <laughs> but we've, you know, we, in full transparency, we use GK. And one of the reasons we use GK right. is there, our sales rep can walk downstairs and check on our stuff. Um, right. And I like that. And they, they can make changes quickly. So when, you know, timelines have been wrong, they've gone, okay, we're going to, we're going to make your stuff. And they go downstairs and shut down everything else and make our stuff. So it gets out on time. Um, absolutely. So, GK is a great company that. yeah, they're a great company. I, I mean, up until last year, I ordered all of my competitive leotards from GK. So, um, they're, they're a great company. I've never, that's the one company I hear the least amount of issues from, especially this year. We haven't had anybody come to us with complaints from GK or missed deadlines or anything. So, and um, it happens for everyone. I, yeah. Um, and gosh, oh yeah, I, I can only imagine. I mean, what's it like being in this industry? You say you have kind of boots on the ground in in China and the Philippines, so that helps. But I mean, are you guys experiencing challenges with all of the shipping and? logistical challenges and and kind of where we're at as a as a nation and as a world with all that stuff in terms of inflation and and shipping is that impacting you guys at all that's a great question from what i and i talk with the owner quite frequently about it uh we had some early issues on um with one of our suppliers and in order to fix that we just decided to buy our own machines and bring everything you know the pieces that we were buying to make in our factories, we're now making the pieces. So he's a very forward thinker. He sees where problems are happening years in advance, and he's able to adjust and move his business plan in a sense so that things aren't disrupted greatly. Uh, we did have a little bit of an issue with UPS deliveries mm -hmm. in January when they started the whole, you have to sanitize everything that goes through China. Right. That was that was crazy. So then we quickly moved and started shipping everything through FedEx and then switched to DHL. So we're always trying to adjust and we watch our shipping times and see when we send the tracking numbers and when they're arriving, if we need to make adjustments. We haven't really had much issues production wise, all of our orders delivered on time for uniforms and practice wear. Um, so I haven't seen anything at that fabric, you know, can be sometimes a little difficult to get, especially, uh, during Chinese new year and stuff like that. Right. That's but, always a funky um, for the one. most part. Yeah. Oh, geez. 
You're that telling me. It, it always cracks <laughs> me up where I, you know, you see, hey, just FYI, you're not going to get anything from China in the next month, and it's it's like February, <laughs> right? Or is it January? Yeah, it it goes like January, mid January. It seems like they start celebrating it. For us, it goes almost all the way to the end of February. It's it's a good month at least. Yeah, it's a really so we're weird thankful thing. we have the. Yeah, we have the Philippines factory, so they can still produce uniforms and practice wear and things like that. So we're very fortunate that we don't have all of our eggs in the one China basket. So that's awesome. So um, as you guys like, you have a lot of experience as an owner. So mm -hmm. what would be some things that owners can be doing to make money with apparel be it uniforms or practice wear or pro shop items oh absolutely i think it's first to it's important to note that no apparel company really wants to rip you off i think all of them have the best of intentions you know but there's things you can do as a as a customer to help eliminate you know being you know stuck without uniforms or things like that um, but i don't think any company intentionally is out there to try to you know, take money and stuff like that. Maybe there are you know, ones or twosies, but all of the major ones, I think they all have the best of intentions. Um, I would say the less experienced gym owners tend to believe whatever a salesperson is promising them. Um, and that can sometimes be a problem because especially the direct to China manufacturers, their salespeople will promise the world and they have zero control over it. Many of those factories also make baseball jerseys, football uniforms, maybe Nike shoes. So when your cheerleading uniform order comes into them, it may not be priority. So I, I'm real leery about trusting anybody who promises the moon and might end up delivering a rock. So um, that's something I've noticed with the newer gym owners that they, they sometimes get in trouble with that. Um, but I would say probably one of the biggest things that cost gym owners tons of money and tons of headache is they start the process late. You know, the mm. design takes time. These last minute, you know, waiting to the last minute, it forces you to pay rush fees or compromise on the quality or design you wanted. It doesn't allow time for correcting issues that come up, sizing, measuring, you know, maybe the design you ordered and everything went well, but they sent the wrong thing. I've had that happen when, you know, we first started 20 years ago. Um, with a company I won't name. Um, but and it, it, I mean, that's one of the things that people wait until the last minute. They're so caught up in tryouts and everything like that, that they forget about it. And it's like, oh my gosh, I need uniforms and did five weeks. Uh, so I would say starting that process late is probably the worst thing you can do. So um, how Danielle, far out, who is, how far out well, Danielle should someone with, start? Danielle has already got all of her stuff done for next season. Mm -hmm. Twisters is already set and ready to go. She's already got her um, pre-production sample in hand and everything like that. So I would say January, February is probably a good time to start the design process and, you know, get things all figured out, pricing and things like that so that you're able to plan your season a lot better and not have last minute fees that you'll have to tack on to the parents and stuff like that. Um, so I always started as an owner in January, sometimes Sometimes I did the year before, started in December. It just depends on if we were changing things, you know, drastically. Right. So your sales rep and your parents will thank you if you start extra early. Don't get in that comp competition season rut. And I know you guys preach that being an owner and steering your ship. 
and not getting caught up in those day-to-day putting out fires. You know, you need to be steering the ship. And part of that is, you know, your apparel program. Yeah, absolutely. We, we definitely do promote that. And, um, you know, we typically start December when we're doing a uniform design, but that's also because we, we typically will do a, uh, a reveal with our world's team. And so they'll awesome. compete in the new uniform, uh, for the program at worlds the year prior. So that's um, a great idea. That's how we've done it in the past. You know, we're not a big enough program where, uh, uniform companies are just going to give us new worlds uniforms for free. Um, <laughs> we're not big enough slash. We don't win worlds, uh, like those teams do. So we don't quite bring them as much, uh, revenue from them, us just sporting their gear. But, uh, GK is always taking good care of us. Um, and it works right. out really well. Um, so, but we, yeah, we start in December and I actually just got a little bit late. We finished and got prototypes like two weeks ago. Um, awesome. For what we're hoping to do. So you're still way ahead of the game for many. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not my first rodeo, right? I've been doing this for a little bit. Right. Um, well, and it's funny you mentioned that about getting the free uniforms. Cause that's one of the other things I see a lot of new gym owners do is they fall for like marketing gimmicks. They don't check out the prices. You'll see companies post like summit special, but if you go to their pricing guide and price out the items individually, they actually cost more than their special. Um, and if a team is getting world's uniforms or they're taking trips to Paris, or if a company is doing that and marketing that those costs are, are getting, you know, they're, they're getting passed down to the buyer. There's no way around it. We're all business owners. We all know that marketing's not free. So I, you know, I generally tell, especially the small and medium gyms to just, you know, be leery of those slick marketing campaigns and things like that and really do your research, um, and see if maybe instead of a $700 uniform, you could get something better for 200, you know, it's possible. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, such good advice. Um, such good advice in terms of be wary of and, and leery of that. But on the flip side, would you say that there is like, there sometimes are good deals out there, maybe not always on uniforms, but there might be deals out there from companies of, you know, a discounted outfit or a disc, maybe you get your bling logo free or those kind of things that are actually a decent deal to take advantage of. Oh, absolutely. And I would encourage everybody to be on every mailing list for apparel you can get on because they will send stuff out and it's, it's, you've got to shop around just like with, you know, your music, your choreography, your insurance, your phone service, Every year you should be reevaluating and shopping around for all of those services um, to see if there's a better deal. We just, for our personal gym, we just switched from one phone company to another and it saved us $175 a month, which maybe doesn't sound like a lot to people, but to us, that's, that's a lot of money to be wasting if I just needed to switch a phone company. If I would have just stayed loyal to CenturyLink, then I would still be losing $175 a month. So I think you consider your past history with each company like you with GK, their benefits and customer service and pricing work great for you. So there's no, not a need to change, but if you're getting like shoe slides or maybe towels, you know, check a couple different um, providers and, and get on next gen owner group and ask what other people are doing and see if maybe there's some other options out there for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to be fair, and most years we do shop around. This was one of the few years that we just, 
went straight with GK and didn't have anyone else make us designs. Um, so you mentioned earlier, you know, the, the gym owners that make the mistake and end up with a $700 uniform. And I will be <laughs> honest, I have received a design before that had that price tag on it. And I laughed out loud. Um, <laughs> And was like, why would I ever, ever, ever spend that much money on a uniform? But what uh, ballpark wise, where do you guys typically fall with the average cost of a uniform or, or can you say that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would say right now our 2022 designs just came out and I don't believe anything was over 350. So we can wow. do blinged uniforms um like for rec teams and stuff you know i've gotten some designs around 135 for them um especially for the rec teams we really try to work with those programs and schools that don't have wow. much of a budget and then you know our medium and then they go 185 to about oh 230 240 is our 2020 designs somewhere in there um but we don't have very many uniforms that are over 300 and i I've never personally done one over 300 as a custom either. Um, and I've been with the company for three years and done quite a few. So it, he's he's very fair at pricing his uniforms. He understands that these are small gym, gym owners. And he constantly reminds me, he's like, the, you know, we're selling to you, to me as a business owner. You know, Jim's my size and the people that were like me, smart business owners. Um, so we try to price and deal with everybody, you know, as if we were selling to ourselves. So, um, but one of the other issues I see with getting a $700 uniform is it doesn't allow you to mark up the cost. And I, I've talked to so many owners. I went to one gym and they mm -hmm. had three or four extra uniforms, you know, that they needed on hand, but she had never marked up her other uniforms. So she had $4,000 worth of uniforms hanging up in a closet just in case that came out of her pocket. Yep. And it, it was just something they hadn't considered as marking them up so you can order those extras and those don't cost you now anything even if they sit there for three years and never get used at least they're, they're covered you know so it doesn't allow for any markup and really they should be marking things up you know at least 50 percent is industry standard um mm -hmm. so if you got a crop top for 17 you should be charging at least 25 dollars. and if you're not marking it up that much you're losing money whether yep. you want to believe it or not you're losing money and it can be, it can be hard with a uniform and, and I'll be honest, I, my uniform isn't marked up 50%, um, because my uniform is a little more expensive. Um, but, right. um, but it, there is a markup there, uh, for sure. And it's, it's not 10%, uh, it's higher than that. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I, funny story, I actually talked to a company once that it was a, it was a high priced uniform. And I said, there's no way I can mark this up. And they said, oh, don't worry about it. This uniform is so beautiful. So many people are going to join your program because of this uniform. And we're going to give you a discount on these shoes that you're required to buy from us. And that'll make oh. up for it. And uh, another moment where I laughed out loud. And I was like, you don't <laughs> know who you're talking to. Um, no. Um that math doesn't work. That $10 I'm getting off of shoes does not make up for the no profit on a $575 uniform. Um, Absolutely. And so just so it's abundantly clear, you're saying from a uniform supplier's perspective, we should be marking things up? Oh, absolutely. 
And, you know, like with the uniform, not so much like with our, for instance, my dance company, we don't mark the costumes up a full 50%. We do mark them up because they're more expensive. Um, sure. But with your lower priced items, when you're talking slides, towels, makeup bags, you know, things like that, um, try to shoot for that 50% markup. Um, but yeah, you absolutely. And you also, this is another huge thing. I have talked to so many despondent owners that didn't know about shipping costs. They just, yep. it's not factored in until the last minute. And I, I one company, they lost like $1,700 their first year because they didn't, they didn't know there was going to be shipping. So you definitely want to ask if there's shipping fees, artwork fees, any, any hidden fees that are going to be tacked on beyond your price quote, um, because that's something that they like to do. I don't think the salespeople do it intentionally, you know, it's, but it's something that's often forgotten. Um, right. us personally at CS, we don't charge shipping. So shipping's included and oh, wow. artwork fees are included. So it does help, but I personally would still charge a handling fee to my parents, uh, whether that be a 3% overall handling fee, because you've got to cover, you know, the staff that have done the design, the sorting, the ordering, the handing out, the exchanges and things yep. like that. So, the, you know, you're missing out on, you know, that pay you're paying people to provide these items to your you know, family. So even if you order from us or somebody else gives you free shipping, I would still charge a handling fee um, just so you don't feel like you're being dishonest with your parents. Mm -hmm. um, but we chart, we definitely charge a handling fee for items we order with free shipping because it is, it's staff hours, it's staff brain power. It's all of yep. our effort and everything. One of the most overlooked things, uh, for owners and, and oftentimes the easiest thing to cut the corner on is like, well, I'll just do it. I, I don't want to <laughs> mark this up, so I'll do it. Um, and obviously the wrong approach. I'm not saying you can't do it, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't mark it up, right? Your time is valuable. In fact, Arguably, as an owner, your time is more valuable because there are more important things for you to be doing than sorting uniforms. Absolutely. And I can't tell you how happy I am whenever I see a next gen, an owner saying, I finally got a paycheck because it shouldn't be that way. And that's one of the things I love about you guys and why we, you know, we support you so much is because you're helping gym owners make a paycheck, which some have gone without for two, three, four years. I don't know how they do it. It's they must have a, an extreme love for the sport and their kids because I mean, I couldn't imagine with our household. I mean, we've got a, I've got six kids, so there's no way I could go without a paycheck. So, right. Um, yeah, no, I, it's, I admire it's that, crazy. But. Um, and, and I think you guys have the right perspective. You know, that a gym that's profitable and an owner that is paying themselves and being financially successful is a gym that's going to continue to order from you and continue to support your business. So, it's always right. surprising to me when I talk to companies that feel like that's not their focus of like, how am I going to provide you a product that's going to grow your business and help you be more financially successful? Absolutely. Um, so what are, if you know, what are some of like, cause you're talking to the guy who doesn't know anything about anything fashion. So what are the <laughs> hot items like 2022 what should we as gym owners be planning to to sell this year? What should we what should be we already be designing so we can have a phenomenal summer sales and maybe winter fall time sales? Absolutely. Well, I think one of the biggest things are your your standard items are always going to be popular and the trends are going to change. I've noticed a lot of folks are ordering 
bright tropical colors. And I've had a lot more requests again for what we call cut and sew, which are practice attire and uniforms that um, have pieces sewn together. So they're not a, a straight dye sub. So they're mixed with metallic or velvet or things like that. So I've noticed a resurgence of cut and sew practice attire, um, as well as, of course, lots of bling and different fabrics. I, in our 2022 line, we've got, you know, the mesh skirts, we've got lace overlays and things like that, which we'd actually offered years and years ago, but it's, it's definitely making a comeback and becoming a lot bigger. Um, I think you're going to want to have your pro shop items, maybe the makeup bags and things like that. Brand awareness is really important. And I think the companies need to start focusing on selling their brand instead of promoting an apparels brand, if that makes sense. So I see a lot of gyms and I'm like, I notice who the uniform supplier is before I notice even who the uniform belongs to. So, you know, your shoes, your bags, everything should be your brand, in my right. opinion. I, I shouldn't be promoting the next, you know, even if it's from a China factory or something, whoever it is, it should be my name, my logo, things that I can control parents spending money on. If they're going to spend $125 on a glitter bag, I want it to be my backpack <laughs> that has right. my name on it. So I would say the trend, I, and I'm seeing a lot of it, the, you know, our custom shoes are, are taking off. So many more people are wanting custom shoes. They're like, look, they have a year long warranty. The parents like them. They have my name on them. These kids are hitting the mat in red shoes, purple shoes, black shoes. You know, it just, you're spending 700 on a uniform and still wearing dirty white shoes. It's just, I, I don't see the trend continuing that way. Cheerleading is too innovative. It's too big. It's too colorful to just stay where it's been for the last, you know, 50 years. Did um, I hear you so say that your shoes have that. a year long warranty? Yeah. Yes. Yes, they do. So they don't like you guys have a warranty that if they fall apart, you'll replace them. Yes. I've And, and I'll be honest, I've done it several times already this year. That's crazy. circling back to where I was saying we had the issue with our supplier. We did have some problems and I've replaced 143 shoes. Holy moly. For I mean, but that's just crazy. There's no other shoe company that guarantees their shoes. In fact, the running joke is it takes around three pairs of shoes to get through a season. Yes. And that's, that's sad. I know the parents in my area can't afford that. So um, it's one of the things that I really enjoy, you know, being able to help customers with is, you know, getting shoes that one are unique. Nobody's going to have the same shoe as you. Uh, and two, that'll last for the parents. And like I said, we've had a great response with those and it, the issues have been few and far between, uh, but the owner is fanatical about getting the site, the type of quality shoe that the cheer industry needs. So we're very open to feedback and changing and adjusting and, you know, doing all the things that our customers are asking for. So, you know, we can provide the best cheer shoe on the market. That's really amazing. Um, so, if you were to give your best advice, and it doesn't have to be just one thing, uh, but your best advice for gym owners uh, to, to be successful or avoid issues with apparel, uh, what would that be? One of the main things I would say that I run into with a lot of folks is they don't know their Pantone colors. 
And from a basic, <clears throat> sorry, from a basic marketing standpoint, that presents a lot of problems. Almost everybody that does dye sub or um, banners or anything like that are going to ask for Pantone colors. So not having those, you run the risk of your stuff coming in and not matching the other items you have, which can. I lost you for just a second. It... Your mic muted. I don't know why. Another challenge. I'll be able to edit this out, but I still can't hear you. And I lost you. Right. I lost you for a second. I'm so sorry. I had to reconnect. I don't know why it cut off. That's I'll okay. start back over with the Pantone. So when you uh, edit it, it'll be fresh. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. If you just want to work for you. Yep. I will uh, unpause it and just start basically with as if I just asked the question I, I did. Okay. Think about the team and not just what's going to look great on, you know, three or four athletes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, th thank you so much. Uh, it has been really awesome. Uh, do you have any other tips or pieces of advice that you think uh, a gym owner would need to know in regard to apparel or just from your experience as a gym owner? Uh, I think we covered a lot. The only other thing I could probably think of is maybe learning how to measure correctly. Um, you know, your attire is only as good as the measurements you send, you know, and size off of. So if you don't know how to measure correctly, there's lots of YouTube videos that seamstresses will show you. Don't have a parent do it. Please, for the love of everything holy, don't let a parent be in charge of anything to do with apparel. Unless I don't care how good like a, a seamstress, they are. unless they're a per true yeah, professional. <laughs> unless they're a true professional, which I haven't come across very many, but um, I know gym, like you said, gym owners are busy and are like, oh, you know, Susie's mom can handle this. No, please don't. One person does all the measuring, does all of it, and that way it's consistent. Um, that would probably be my last piece of advice because uh, that's another area where I've seen some issues come up. And obviously you can use sizers as well, which which we provide for, you know, um, orders a, of a certain size. Um, but measuring measurement charts work great. I've been using measurement charts for my dancers for 22 years and very rarely that they don't turn out right if you measure correctly. Awesome. So if someone is interested in, in getting in touch with you or getting in touch with CS, um, where can they find you guys? Well, we have a website um, and it is cs-athletic.com. There's no S, so it's not CS Athletics. It's just okay. cs-athletic.com. Um, uh, at CS Athletic on Instagram and Facebook. And if they want to reach out to me personally, 
they can do that. My email is C-A-R-R-I-E at C-H-E-E-R-S-T-I-X.com, CarrieAtCheerSticks.com. Awesome. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for your time. I know you are very busy uh, with your six kids and Jim and <laughs> CS rep. I mean, you're busy, busy, busy. So thank you for carving out the time to chat with us and share some uh, some tips and some advice. Uh, a lot of really good stuff for gym owners as we move into a new season. And hopefully everyone listens and, and takes that to heart and finds a way to make apparel be a positive impact in their business. And um, I probably should have said this at the beginning, but I was an anti-apparel person early on. I was like, this stuff is stupid. I don't want to run pro shops. It doesn't make me any money. I just lose money on on carrying stock and all these things. And it took me a long time to figure out how to do it right. And now, I mean, it it's a huge revenue boost for us. I mean, huge, probably an extra 25K in gross a year just in pro shop sales. And Oh, that makes my heart happy. Uh, you can you know, you can do it. If, if you do it right, you use the right companies and you have the right, the right design, the right promotions, you can do it and make it be profitable for you. So absolutely take advantage. And if you need any advice, obviously next gen can help. And if you need advice from a rep, I'm sure Carrie would be happy to answer any of your questions and help guide you to some great products that they have. And if they can't satisfy your need, you know, I've always been impressed with Carrie and CS. They will refer you to someone who can. Uh, Absolutely. If they're like, we don't have that or we can't do that, but these guys can, they have no problem telling you. And, and I always have appreciated that. So. Well, thanks. Thank you for your time. And we will talk to you soon. Thanks so much, Dan. Bye. All right. Awesome.